Hi FM, your station of choice since 2008. The, of course, we watch very, very closely what happens in the UK in their parliament because uh, we don't have such great antics here ourselves. Heath Sloan, he's a Krauthammer fellow and a member of the Executive Council of Australian Jury. Uh, he joins us this morning. I wanted to understand from him what is actually going on in the United States. Thank you for joining us. Good morning. Good morning, Howard. Thank you for having me on your show again. I'm uh, dialing in from sunny London, so hopefully I'll oh, be able to okay, very uh, good. share a few insights on the latest uh, yeah. pro-Palestine anti-Semitism here. What is going on? I saw Big Ben became a free <laughs> Palestine monument for a short while. We see some antics in the in the parliament there. What is uh, what is the situation? Absolutely, Howard. Look, it's so complicated and every day there are new incidents. So, and unfortunately, London's become the epicenter for a lot of the anti-Semitism we've seen since October 7. And the news cycle happens so quickly. So I'll touch on a few recent issues briefly to bring the listeners up to speed. Uh, Yesterday uh, and and over the last two days, there were two separate motions brought by Labour and the Scottish National Party around uh, calling for a ceasefire. Uh, The Labour Party motion was considerably uh, more um, reasonable with uh, preconditions and calling for a humanitarian rather than total ceasefire. And now there's a battle raging over parliamentary procedural fairness. Uh, As you mentioned, the From the River to the Sea uh, slogan was projected onto Big Ben using lasers while the vote was taking place. But only a few days ago on Monday, a statue of Amy Winehouse, the famous singer uh, in her hometown of Camden, was defaced by pro-Palestine stickers, which were deliberately placed over her star of Nicholas David mm. that she's wearing in the statue. That's, that's only what's happened since Monday. And that's also not accounting for the plethora of uh, anti-Semitic incidents that are being reported to the Jewish uh, Security Trust and a campaign against anti-Semitism and to the police themselves. So they're just a few headliners. The the police have been called on for not assisting the Jewish community. Mm-hmm. Is this fair criticism? I think it, the Met Police is is doing what it can, but I think that uh, quite rightly the Met Police needs greater resourcing and, where appropriate, perhaps greater powers. But Howard, I think that the the issue is more multifaceted than that, and I think that if the UK government and its various apparatus want to make any real inroads in stamping out anti-Semitism and dealing with the the illiberal pro-Palestine mob in its streets that's challenging liberal democratic values and institutions. The key message I want to get across is that mixed signals don't help and it's time for tougher action. Uh, What I mean by that is that at the same time as the UK government's allowing hate preachers to incite violence from the pulpit. You've got tens of thousands of pro-Palestine protesters calling for globalizing the intifada in the streets. And the UK government's flirting with the idea of unilaterally recognizing a Palestinian state to pander to this mob. At the same time, it's saying, don't worry, Jewish community, we've got your back. Here's some more money for security funding. And they're trying to advance legislation banning BDS motions. So I'm seeing a lot of mixed messaging here, but I think it's time for tougher action and more clarity on that. What can we expect to happen? I mean, you you might want that and the community might need it, but what is likely to happen? I think we're going to continue to see a lot of what what has happened since October 7. We've had some amazing MPs who have come out and deserve uh, praise for their efforts in standing with the community, like uh, Secretary of State for Business and Trade, Kemi Badenoch, Mm, for advancing mm. the anti-BDS bill. We've had others like uh, uh, Chancellor of the Exchequer, Jeremy Hunt, pledging seven 
a million pounds for uh, tackling anti-Semitism, but we'll also see other uh, members of the government at various levels either saying things like Tahiria Ali said, uh, he's an MP, accusing Rishi Sunak of having the blood of thousands of innocent mm. people in his mm. hands for supporting Israel. And in places like East London, especially in the borough of Tara, uh, Tower Hamlets, uh, which is full of, pro, of Palestinian flags, pro-Hamas stickers, anti-Semitic graffiti, you name it, uh, the, the local Labour MP, Apsana Begum, is a fervent hater of Israel. So I wouldn't bet on those flags going anywhere anytime soon, even though they're on government property. So how would I, I'm quite cynical, and I think that we're going to see this tension playing out even after the war comes to its end. Uh, but in the meantime, the government needs to decide, is it, is it going to uh, pay lip service to the concerns of the Jewish community and those who want to preserve liberal democratic values in the UK? Or is it going to allow itself to pander to a radical, illiberal pro-Palestine mob? The numbers are scary. We are out of time, but uh, I just want to try and sneak in this final question. The sure. numbers are scary. How do they deal with, you know, when we look at those images of hundreds of thousands of people mm. marching through London, it's got to be very intimidating, not just to the Jewish community, but also to government itself. Absolutely. And I think that the uh, politicians are crunching the numbers and they recognize that the hundreds of thousands of people who are turning out to these rallies are also predominantly voters. And so they need to weigh that into their calculus about to what extent do they back a ceasefire or not, or how do they stand vocally for Israel or not. But with dire consequences, uh, only a few weeks ago, uh, former MP Mike Freer's ministerial office was firebombed because he was a vocal supporter of Israel. Yeah. We have another MP, mm. Damien Egan, whose husband served in the IDF, and he's also had beefed up security because of all the death threats he's received from likely the same crowd. So yeah, it, the numbers are very concerning. Indeed. Uh, we do unfortunately need to leave it there. We are a little bit late. They want me out of, uh, out of studio. And who could blame them? That was Heath Sloan Krauthammer Fellow and a member of the Executive Council for Australian Jury Advocacy and Leadership and uh, getting a sense of what is going on in the United Kingdom.